Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good evening, folks. It is Michael Zuber, one rental at a time with his good boy, Sonny. Yes, uh, Sonny wanted to come say hi to everyone. Don't forget to smash the like button for Sonny. What do you think? We'll go for 500 today. If we get to 500 thumbs up, maybe we'll buy uh, Sonny a cute new toy or something. So if you want to see Sonny with a new chew toy, make sure you smash the like button. Let's see what's going on. All right, you go sit there. You good boy. All righty, folks, lots of stuff going on. It is Wednesday, June 22nd, and this is your daily financial news. This is a new show that you can count on seven days a week. And uh, I'm excited to bring it to you for over a thousand days in a row. A couple of quick things. First, don't forget, don't forget, we have the second in our long future series of deep dives into how to get started one rental at a time. As always, I'm sharing with you what I'm doing right now, how I'm changing my business. Uh, Last week, we showed you the actual postcard that we are mailing to owners that have a lot of equity. I am spending thousands, thousands of dollars fishing for two, three, or four 50, 40, 10 deals. These are creative finance deals where the seller takes a second position, where I can negotiate a blended interest rate significantly below market. If you want to see how to do that, we are doing it for my students, 9 a.m. Saturday. I've already sent the notice via Teachable and via the Facebook group. I will likely send it one more time. I want you there. We're going to probably go for 90 minutes. It will be myself and Stephen Dow where we answer all of your questions. And yes, just like last time, my full intention is to give away that 90 minutes to YouTube. So later on Saturday, maybe Sunday, you can look forward to it. If you don't have the 320 bucks, no problem. I will give it away because that's just how we roll at one rental at a time. So if you want to be there and you want to ask questions, get in the course, join the group, get around the other thousands of people going to build wealth in this recession. Next up, the housing nightmare. Dude, this guy, Logan, whatever, Mastashami, anyways, Follow him on Twitter. Great read. Uh, He's writing for The Housing Wire. Uh, He is talking about the housing market being a nightmare. I think he's right, right? We have seen just with the numbers reported yesterday. Yes, yesterday. Transactions down, medium price up. We've seen affordability at record levels. We are seeing a housing market that has at least unintentionally been broken by the Fed. And as the Redfin CEO says, we have years of less transaction. Folks, this is what I'm telling you. This is the market we have. It's not the market we want. It's the market we have. We have to figure out what's going on. I'm changing my business model. I am looking for sellers who have motivation. I'm looking for sellers that want a price. I will pay their price. 
if I get my terms. 1980s creative financing all over again. It's going to be amazing. I hope you appreciate that. Again, one of the things that is interesting that Logan talks about is inventory. Logan talks about our need to get to between 1.6 and 2 million available homes before we could hope to have a balanced market. If you don't remember, folks, yesterday we reported 1.106. So I think we were up month on month, but down year on year. The housing market is broken. Yes, we were down 4% from last year. And again, most notably, the lower end is down 24%. Folks, some of you have asked the median, average, all of these things. Yes, I'm referring to the median because that is what economic economists talk about. You line up all the transactions, you pick the one in the middle. And unfortunately, if you lose 25% of the lower, the middle skews higher. So yes, I understand the difference between median and average. Thank you, all the concerned followers who don't think I understand. And again, what are we seeing? We're seeing demand destruction and supply destruction, hence housing nightmare. What is demand destruction? Well, rates are no longer three, they're six. We have seen 18 million people who would, or, who would have been qualified, not qualified. Housing nightmare. In addition, we are probably seeing two, three, four million who are qualified that won't sign on the dotted line because they are scared, they are nervous, they see a recession coming. They're like, hey, time out. We're going to wait six months. God, we're seeing truly demand destruction. And I just realized before somebody catches me, I forgot an E on nightmare. And then supply. This is the one that I brought you three months ago. It's like, hey, nobody's talking about this. And thank you. A lot of you have responded and said, Mike, you are right. How, um, the St. Louis Fed and then Black Knight have reported we have 12% of homeowners with interest rates below 3%. This is all from memory, so I'm close. 12% below 3 We have, I think it was 50% 50, 50 below 3.5, or maybe no, 50% below 4 and we have 80% below 5%. Most of those folks aren't going anywhere. They are buying bunk beds. The housing nightmare. Couldn't have said it better myself. Next, we are now seeing which cities are struggling. Folks, remember Greg Dickerson, Greg Dickerson, our amazing millionaire guest on Mondays, has an amazing playlist. He has told us the secret. Home builders will slash and burn first. This is from Lennar. Lennar reported yesterday. KB Homes reports today after hours. I will bring you their earnings tomorrow. Lennar says, these are the seven cities that suck. My words, not theirs. Basically, these are the seven cities where demand has crashed. We are cutting prices. We are paying points. All of these things. Um, yeah, I'll just go through the list. Raleigh, North Carolina. Minnesota. Austin, Texas. Los Angeles. Central Valley. Sacramento and Seattle. Folks, if you happen to be a buyer in one of those cities and you're shopping for a Lennar property, congrats. You've got the juice. You have the power. Write an offer under asking, ask for closing costs, ask for mortgage paydowns. Folks, you have the power. If you are in this market and need to buy, 
there you go. What else do we got? Oh, five cities with the most price cuts. A lot of you are talking about price cuts, so I found an article that references the five cities. Let's play, let's play a game together. Please interact with me. What cities, and you can pick one if you want. If you want to pick more than one, go for it. What cities have the greatest percentage of price drops? Now, you got to remember, when you look at percentages, it's probably not a big city, right? It's going to probably be a smaller city with a smaller base. So what cities do you think have the most price cuts? And we're going to go backwards from five to one. Number five, Sacramento, California. 44.3% of active listings have had at least one price cut. Number four, Salt Lake City. 45.8%. Denver. Denver's interesting, right? Wasn't Denver like two weeks ago, the number two or number three most competitive market? I think I remember that, right? It was like Denver, Colorado Springs, and Aurora or something. Like three cities in Colorado. So it's funny to see Denver on this list. Man, how times have changed. Denver, 46.9. Tacoma, Washington, 47.7. And the number one market with the most active listings with a price drop, Provo, Utah, 47.8, just edging out Tacoma, Washington. Pretty crazy. And then finally, mortgage applications. Hello. Mortgage applications to purchase up 8% week on week. Why is that? Well, I don't know. Historically speaking, mortgage apps go up when people fear rising interest rates. Perhaps that's what they think. Perhaps now maybe what we're having is more FHA and VA buyers getting a look, which is really a part of the market that was absent last year. I don't know. We're going to have to see if this trend continues. But I was surprised to see mortgage apps up. To purchase, 8%. And then look over here. ARMS, adjustable rate mortgages, now 10% of applications. A couple of things about ARMS. They are very, very different than what blew up last time in the last cycle that I lived, invested, and profited through. ARMS traditionally had two years. Today, they're 5, 7, or 10. So even even if we got back to 50% adjustable rate mortgages, which I certainly hope we don't, it would be five years before we could potentially have a blow up. So more arms today is not a problem today, if that makes sense. Hopefully it does. All right. So what else do we got going on today? Lots of creative stuff. A couple more pieces of information from uh, existing home sales that I thought was interesting. First-time home buyers made up 27% of May purchases. That is up slightly from the month before. Investors, mom and pop investors specifically, made up 16% of May purchases. Cash buyers, closings with no loans, made up 25%. Why is that important? 25% of purchases. Uh, With cash, they are not interest rate sensitive. If you add 25% and 16, you get 41%. 
This is why the, mar the real estate market doesn't go to zero. Investors don't care about rate. We certainly want lower, but we don't care. It's a variable in our spreadsheets, but cash buyers don't care at all. So again, 40% of the market or 41% would just keep on humming. And then for the folks looking for foreclosures in short sales, distressed closings, distressed real estate. Remember all of those channels talking about the foreclosure wave hitting? Less than 1%, less than 1% of May closings were distressed. I thought that was interesting. Folks, we got to get ready for stagflation. I think we are in it. Lots of people that I respect are talking about it. Now, 80% of economists say infl uh, stagflation is our long-term risk. Years of inflation above trend, years of low growth, and don't forget rising unemployment. I think this is what is in front of us. Larry Summers, hey, if you want to beat inflation, you have to cause unemployment to go up. Larry Summers says, hey, do you want five years of 5% plus unemployment? Do you want two years of 7.5% unemployment? Or do you want one year of 10% unemployment? Crush demand, lots of unemployment. These are things that I think are coming. Again, I think they rise significantly next year. We did have a couple of earnings announcements, which were actually really good. And their forecasts were really good, which is surprising. First, Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy beat on top, beat on bottom, revenue, earnings, and had record sales. And they, had, they gave a rosy forecast. Next, Winnebago. Think recreational vehicles, those big, you know, big, RVs beat top, beat bottom, and again gave a rosy forecast. Consumers are still spending. I don't, you know, Lazy Boy. That's not a. That's that's certainly a luxury. Winnebago's clearly a luxury. So again, some people are clearly, clearly still spending. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, want to talk about housing inventory? I didn't even write this down. Or I didn't write it on the board. I should have. The markets that have seen the largest inventory increase in the last 12 months, Austin, Texas, up 135%. Boise, up 124%. Colorado Springs, up 121%. Raleigh, up 112%. And then finally, Phoenix, Arizona, up 107%. Next up, we have the build for rent. Again, something that I think is going to be very common for builders as affordability crashes for first-time home builders. They're just going to pivot. Instead of selling to me and you, they're going to sell to Wall Street. Goldman Sachs just bought 146 single-family homes in Jacksonville, Florida. They paid $55.9 million or 383 grand, I rounded, a unit. Now, let's keep in mind, these homes were never, ever meant for you and me. They were purpose-built for rents. Goldman Sachs bought these 90% occupied. I believe more builders are going to do that going forward. Today, it's about 3 to 5% of the market. That could easily double. If the real estate housing market really slows down, like Lennar and all of these cities cutting prices, they'll just pivot. 
and they'll just build something else. That is what Greg Dickerson has been telling us. They're going to blow out their existing stuff and then potentially change their model. Uh, two more things. Ray Dalio, again, is out talking about stagflation. It's kind of the only option, given that the Fed was late, and now they're slamming on the brakes. Ray Dalio, great with analogies. He talks about the Fed is a horrible driver. All gas, all brake. All gas, all brake. He should just be a good driver. You know, a little gas, a little brake. But again, alas, Ray Dalio says that is not what the Fed is doing. And then finally, I want to be very clear. I think the house, I think housing, which by the way is 15 to 18 percent of GDP, depending on how you calculate it, all of the kind of extras. I believe the housing market is broken. You've heard me say it maybe dozens, if not hundreds of times. I believe the housing market will be broken for the next 18 months. I think the housing market could and probably will knock. 4% off GDP. Less transactions, less commissions. Less transactions, less inspections. Less transactions, less remodels. Less transactions, less new paint. It's just all feeding on itself. Plus, we pulled forward a lot of demand the last two years. You don't need to redo your bedrooms again. So again, I think the housing slump is going to whack 4% off GDP over the next 18 months. Again, it won't go to zero, but it will be a significant drawdown. And probably housing will probably lead us into a recession. Transactions matter. As transactions crash from 6.6 to something in the low fours, high threes, that's a lot less money circulating. That's a lot less transactions. It's just, it's just part of the process. We rain money on fools the last two years, and now we've got to wring it out of the system. So again, folks, if you want to take advantage of this recession, this opportunity to build wealth, you probably need to learn creative financing. It is in my course. It is also adding more because I'm spending thousands of dollars marketing to these sellers. Again, I give it all away. Last week, we did the postcard. I will show you the finished product as soon as I have it. Uh, and again, we're going to talk, we're going to do a deep dive Saturday morning, nine o'clock, Pacific. If you are one of my students, the invite is in our Facebook group, which is private and also via Teachable. I sent it to whatever email you have on the Teachable platform. So folks, it is Wednesday, the 22nd. We have one more housekeeping item. Let's congratulate people that are doing the work. Jim and Debbie, congratulations for doing the work. Your card is going in the mail. Mickey and Gerilyn, Congratulations, your card is going in the mail. And Mickey and Gerilyn, congratulations, you have two cards going in the mail. If you don't know what these are, these are something that I do for fun. I want to track the impact of this channel. If you close on a deal, you close on a house, a house hack, whatever it is, and this channel helped you even a little bit, please let me know about it. I want to send you one of these. I want to count them. I want to see what we do for the rest of the year. So, folks, have an amazing day. Uh, don't forget your buy box, your daily disciplines, only great deals. Have fun. Bye.